hey, are you or someone you know considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Ready? Here we go. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. Joining me today is Madge Osman, the founder of Women on Wings. This is an organization that is featured in the brand new publication of Divorce Magazine Canada. And you can find this publication in anywhere your community displays publications that are free to the public, including grocery stores, transit stations, rec centers, drug stores, Walmart, banks, superstore, Dairy Queen, they're all over the place. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to find a copy of your own. If you can't, you can always find downloadable PDFs on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com slash magazines, and all the links will be in the show notes. Now I'm excited to introduce you to Madge because Women on Wings is an organization that is supporting and helping women in the community who are in or leaving situations where they are experiencing domestic violence, domestic abuse, and it's incredible what their team is doing. So let's meet Madge now. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. And stay tuned at the end for all the legal language. Hello, Madge. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Dina. Thanks for having me. I am excited to introduce you to everyone and the purpose that you have for helping others. What has brought you to create a nonprofit to support women and your story of, you know, your why. So can you please introduce yourself? What you tell us about what you've created and what the mission is that has, has really instigated this whole um, wonderful you are providing. So my name is Madge Osman. I am the president and founder of Women on Wings Society. Um, Dina, you offered to uh, feature us in your divorce magazine. And I I can't tell you how much we are grateful that you allowed us to be on your platform. Um, The reason I started Women on Wings Society, first of all, Women on Wings Society is a nonprofit organization that helps Uh, assist women that are leaving domestic abuse situations. Um, But we're not just um, a 
geared towards just domestic abuse. We have a lot of women that have left domestic abuse already, but are still finding themselves facing the struggles of the day-to-day life, uh, the things that we deal with on a daily basis. So we try to be all-inclusive and and try and encourage um, everyone that is needing some kind of help to reach out to us because it's not just before you leave, it's the aftermath of after you leave a situation and trying to find, um, trying to find yourself and find your way um, in the world that you most likely did not think you would find yourself in. Um, The reason I started this nonprofit was because I was one of those women. Uh, I started it in memory of my mom five years ago after she passed away. And um, I feel like, you know, as I, I, when I look at my, our, my mom, my aunts, my, you know, my ancestors, it was a repetitive pattern and cycle that repeated itself through uh, the family. And I, I was fortunate enough to leave the situation. But when I left the situation that I was in, I did not know what resources were out there. Had I known then what I know now, Maybe my life would have been a little different, but I also am grateful that my life was the way it was because it was in those steps that got me here. Um, So when my mom passed away, I wanted to take that pain and turn it into purpose. And for me, I look at what I went through when I left my ex-husband with, and I had four, I have four children. They're all grown up and beautiful adults now, but it was a struggle because my ex had left the country and left me hanging high and dry. And I struggled. I struggled financially, emotionally, mentally. I did not know what resources were out there. So I decided that I wanted to serve my purpose and, um, and help women that are going through these struggles to let them know that there is a way out, to let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that we are the ones that can light that fire. Um, we forget how powerful we are. We forget, you know, who we are because we've lost ourselves in those relationships. And a lot of the time, um, times we, when we're in those situations, we don't realize how toxic it is, toxic those relationships are until we're on the outside looking in and looking back and you don't label it because that's all you've known. And so I think, you know, especially now what we're seeing is so many women with the way the economy is right now, with the way things are in the world, that the biggest abuse that a lot of women are seeing is financial abuse. And they are, they feel stuck and they can't get out um, because they are scared about how they are going to be able to support themselves, how they are going to be able to find a place to live, um, how they're going to feed themselves and their children. And our goal is to try and make sure that we connect these women to these resources so that they can give themselves a, an opportunity at a better life. But most of all, give their children the opportunity to have a better life. And so that we can try and teach the next generation not to repeat these cycles and patterns and that they can actually have a better life and have healthy relationships and um and watch these little people grow up to be the people that will change the world so that's incredible that women would know they aren't alone and i have to say 
that this is the first episode in the Hope in Hell series that I will be doing on the podcast and in the in the in our blog and all in all the ways that we are sharing out this message because it's so close to my heart to bring awareness to domestic abuse and violence that's in our society that is something that is is ignored because it it's not an easy topic and people don't want to acknowledge that it's happening or that they by ignoring it actually can contribute the ones who will tentatively ask for help or hint about something that they're experiencing aren't always met with compassion and acceptance or understanding it's a lot of times it's doubt or actually accusations well why don't you just leave or why did you let it get that way or you know that blame and then it compounds the guilt that they feel for being in a situation they would have never you know on purpose looked for and now they find themselves in these situations and so I am just so compelled to do what I can to bring that awareness put us a light on this help women know they aren't alone we do believe them and this is why because we've lived it we've experienced it we care and we want them to find the compassion from all of us including people who've never been in those situations because it's it's not something they can relate to maybe personally but they are part of the the key to helping them heal and helping them find their place in society in, in a healthier way and we tend to pass judgment. I think that's where um, a lot of women will not speak their truth or, or raise their voice because um, it's easy to be one to tell someone else, well, why don't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? Or why did you stay so long? Or, you know, if it was so bad, then, you know, why didn't you say something? And, you know, that's easier said than done because when you're in that situation, you're living a life of fear as to what's going to happen next. If I say something, if I do something, you can't, sometimes you can't even make a phone call. Sometimes you can't even leave the house. You know, there's a lot of people that they're being monitored very closely by their spouse. They can't leave the house for five minutes before they call them and say, where are you? So there needs to be a level of compassion and, and understanding and, um, and not feel like you have to silence yourself because of what everyone else sees it from where they are from right where they're coming from and unless you've been in that situation no one should be telling you what you should and should not be doing no one because you know sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes they just want to be heard you just want to be heard and when you lose your voice to speak up is it that takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of courage and strength to say i'm suffering i'm going through this i need help and we as women we don't know how to ask for help. We don't know how to receive because we're always, we're, we're, we're the nurturers, we're the mothers, we're the, the ones that are always giving. But when it comes to us receiving, it is so much harder to receive than it is to give. So I think, you know, that's one of the messages I want to make sure that we are, you know, letting all these women and even men, I mean, there are men that go through mm-hmm. these things too, yes. that they are being seen and they are being heard. And we want you to come to us. You know, we, we pride ourselves in making sure that we're 
your confidentiality is is as of utmost importance and that you can feel safe you know we all need a safe place to land and when you're in that situation you never would have thought because you thought that was your safe place and it it turns out to be not the safe place so we need to be able to open our hearts and open our our minds and 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 hold everyone in a place of compassion and understanding that if someone is trying to tell you something, it may not be straight out them telling you what it is that's actually actually happening, but they're hinting to it or, you know, they just want to be seen or heard or check in on your friends, check in on your, on your family, because it's those connections that sometimes will lead them to that door to open that door. Just even if it's just a little tiny bit, if you plant that seed, you know, eventually you will, that person will be able to nurture that seed and, and, and gain the courage to be like, okay, I think I'm ready to leave. Cause a lot of the time we are paralyzed of fear and that's why we don't leave. We don't leave. And we've helped quite a few women where, you know, that was their thing. That, that was what had them stay. Um, when they realized that they, they didn't have to, you know, and you can help them and you can show them what resources are out there, then that is like, that's all they need. And you know what? There have been women that have come to us and we're not ready to leave, but they know we're there. Yes. So when they are ready, they know they can reach out. They know they can reach out. If they've reached out and they've started meeting with uh, not that doubt, not that judgment, but they're, they're now meeting with people who create space for them to be heard and they can start exploring what it is that they're experiencing and actually acknowledging it. So a lot of times I think women end up in those situations and it's kind of like that frog in the pot of water that starts to boil and you, yeah. you, don't, you aren't even acknowledging or realizing the red flags or what you're, what you're in. And to start to meet with someone who is willing to listen and, and read between the lines maybe, or help them to communicate out, like even for themselves to hear themselves talk about the situation there. Yeah. That's when they start to realize, you know, I've, I've tried so hard to keep the peace. I didn't want to open these awkward conversations and make people uncomfortable because I don't want to share this, this dark toxic environment that I'm in and how do I how do I even move and sometimes sometimes Dina sometimes um you know I I take these I I when I'm dealing um when we get anyone referred to us we get clients that come to us I personally talk to them myself and I tell them my story because they need to know that you can relate to them Yes. And in order for you to be able to relate to someone, you have to be able to have been to have experienced that, whether it's the same or different or, you know, it, it could be worse. It, it, and you can't really say one situation is worse than the other because no. no. everyone's situation is their situation. There is no measuring which one is worse or. But when you tell your story and where you were and where you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Then there becomes that level of trust mm -hmm. that they understand that you understand them. 
and that it's not just oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because I just thought it would be fun to start a nonprofit. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it because, because we believe all my board members, each and every single one of them has some kind of understanding or have been through something themselves that help each and, and each and every single one of us has our strengths and each one, and we complement each other. Um, but we all have a story and we, we all have so much passion for what we're doing. And I mean, all of our, all my board members, um, basically work, we all work full-time jobs and we do this on, on the side as our, this is what our passion is. We want to make a difference. And, um, I think that's what I love about my board is that each and every single one of them has a story, but we all can relate to that story. And that's what my goal is. I want women that we help to understand that we understand where they're coming from. We know what the struggles are. We know how, how much strength it takes to actually say, okay, I'm ready because it takes, you know, there, there are women that will go back six, seven times before yes. they say I'm done. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, because you actually have to be, you actually want to have to help yourself. But it's a big, it's a huge step. And, you know, you get a lot of women that have been in these situations for 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. That's a lifetime. It is. That's a lifetime. So to break those, those, those patterns and beliefs and to start believing in yourself and build you, build up your confidence and your self-worth and to start understanding what it is to love yourself again, because you lose all of that. You lose yourself in the relationship because you get beaten down so much mm -hmm. like you're you're you don't know who you are um we had a lady that we just helped and she said to me um i don't know what it's like to be on my own because i've been with him since yes. i was 19 and you know that's like re that's like re re rebirthing yourself and mm -hmm. trying to learn how to <laughs> exactly and I trying like to I like that you address the a few things. So I want to unpack this a little bit. One is the how many times it can take to leave, and and that people understand that that's part that can that can be part of the process. Don't judge yourself. I think we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Judge ourselves, or we get caught in that comparisonitis. Well, this person was like. I mean, I have I have a friend who who was stabbed several times, and and others who haven't had physical violence, but they've had so much psychological abuse that one isn't worse than the other. And, and sometimes people will stay and think, well, it's not as bad as some other stories I've heard. Every, everyone's situation, the trauma that they're in, the abuse that they're experiencing is abuse. There's, there, there aren't, nobody's judging the levels that that you've experienced. So I think that's very important that you mentioned that. Another thing I really want to emphasize is the confidentiality and how important it is that people understand they can speak, they can come, they can find these resources and know that their story is confidential and we, we do care. Uh, another thing I just want to say here about sharing our stories and how it can help people is that I am collecting those stories from any of us that have been through it and know that our voice, A, is strengthening 
it helps us acknowledge that the healing we've done, the growth we've been through, the hope that there is even, even coming out of this hell that we were in. And it's our way to let others know that we do understand. We see you, we hear you, mm-hmm. you, we accept you. We want to help you through this. And I, I am collecting these stories and, and people don't have to be professional authors. They are writers. They do this anonymously. However, they can share their story to help support others who were in that situation so that they know that there is a whole community who is willing to, to walk you through this. And Yeah. And I also think people don't realize um, how this kind of abuse, whether, you know, emotional, physical, financial, uh, mental, how it affects your health. You know, um, I know for myself, I had a lot of physical ailments that I went through when I was, you know, going through my marriage and, and it affected me really, really bad. Like I, the anxiety attacks that I had, the, you know, my, my iron levels and my B12 levels, and that's all from stress, right? Right. Because when you're stre- that stressed, your immune system becomes very, very compromised. And I think when, you know, and when I left my ex, I can't tell you how many of those ailments went away because I got rid of the stress um, and I got rid of that heaviness that I was carrying. But you don't realize that, you know, that, that when you're getting sick, from when you're in that situation and you're getting sick and you're having all these ailments, it's because of the stress. It's the cortisone levels are going up and you're just like, you know, you're mm-hmm. fight or flight, fight or flight. So it, it, it affects every area of your life. And I mean, how many times have you ever had a conversation with a, a friend and, you know, you, you tell them the, your, what you're going through or you're, you had a problem that day. And once you've, spe- you've spoken it, you actually feel better. Mm-hmm. because you've actually spoken what's in what was in your heart and what was your what you were going through and and sometimes your friends don't actually have to give you advice they just need to listen right so I think there's so many there's so much power in speaking your truth and speaking your voice and you actually may not even realize that you're making a difference in someone else's life um, just by that just by listening and let allowing someone else to be be heard will also give them that courage to say, okay, that was, that was a safe place. That was the stepping stone to the next stepping stone. And I feel like this is the one thing is that as women or as little girls, you're always taught to be nice and never, Mm -hmm. you know, don't do this. Don't say that that's improper. Um, And it's not to say that you're not supposed to be nice or not supposed to be kind, but we've been uh, conditioned to not speak our truths. Because found the most helpful for me was, I I mean, I was in this for over 30 years and more than more than half my life. And when I had friends that tentatively started sharing what they were experiencing that was abusive, I recognized in that, that that is what I was also living in. And it, I thought, really, I, I mean, I know it didn't feel good, but maybe this is how marriage is, right? 
and you don't talk about it because you're just, again, like you say, you're raised to, you know, keep your personal stuff to yourself, especially those types of things and put on this front that things are okay. And meanwhile, it's very much not okay. And as friends shared and they took a risk to share and say, I, I, I need to, I need to talk to you about this. And then together we started discovering that there's more and more people that are, are in this and thinking that they're all alone and they are not alone. And it's so important to learn that. And I find it very encouraging that domestic violence has been redefined and expanded definition to include, and this is very recent, like within the last couple of years, emotional, psychological, financial, sexual, as well as the physical abuse. And that's under domestic violence. And that often we just think that it's only physical, but this has been expanded. It's actually a definition. It's not just our own perception of it. So I find that when people go, oh, light bulb. So what I'm experiencing is considered domestic violence, even if it isn't physical. And it's like, a, it, it's, it, it's freeing. It's liberating to think, okay, I'm not just imagining this. It's not less important or less destructive or traumatic than physical violence. And the more we speak out about that and bring that awareness. And again, I want to emphasize that this is also for people who aren't experiencing it, but it, but the village that's around the people who are so that when they do, if they witness something, if they've seen it, if they've, if they uh, notice the way maybe they're spoken to or how they're treated, or they, they notice mm-hmm reactions in that person and maybe they will be more open and aware and compassionate when somebody does start to reach out and share what they're experiencing well also paying attention to certain people's behaviors as well right like people who are always apologetic or people who you know are people pleasers or you know because those are signs of people that have been in domestic abuse as well because they're always saying sorry to keep the peace they're always you know trying to people please to keep the peace so there's a lot of things that sometimes we don't realize are are after effects of the the situation you know it could be even you're carrying this from a from your childhood you've watched your parents you've watched your parents your mom or your dad and they, they were in a domestic abuse situation and then you thought that was normal and then you you are now repeating that that same cycle so there's a lot of trauma that can happen from when you're little and you carry it right through into your adulthood and you're into your relationships and you look at it as normal. And so this is what we need to stop. We need to stop normalizing this behavior and, and, and identifying the, the um, you know, the signs that this is not right. I don't deserve oh, to be treated this way. Yeah, exactly. And we judge ourselves though, too, because with that mindset shift and that awareness in ourselves, we also judge ourselves because now we'll speak out and, and say something that's on our mind, or we won't avoid, like we will stick up for ourselves. And that feels so uncomfortable because that's not the norm that we've become accustomed to. This isn't how yeah. we're supposed to represent ourselves. So we may lose some relationships. For me, there was a lot of uh, coming from a very strict religious background that kept me locked into you don't get divorced. You, you know, that's just, and so reconciling that in my own mind that I'm going to lose 
that portion of my life. You know, I'm going to lose those connections. I'm going to lose that identity. And then questioning, was that even something I chose or I was just brought up to that that's the norm, that's what you do. And, you know, not judging myself for making those changes. And and I, think- I feel like that's that's part of the healing journey though, right? That's mm-hmm. part of the the layers of the onion that you're starting to peel back. And, you know, I think we need to be more kind to ourselves as you go through that healing journey. Because when you do step out of those relationships, what happens? You don't know who you are. Um and until you actually like, you know, and I really do believe that everybody that goes through the situation really does need to seek therapy. Um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there where you can get free counseling and, and um, free resources to, to help you start that, that healing journey. But when you don't know who you are and you have to rediscover who you are and you're stepping into a new life, you start you may attract the same kind of people, yeah. right? Um, you may attract um, people that are to- more toxic people, but that's part of your healing journey. It's mm-hmm. it's it's part of you trying to step into that new space of what I want to call freedom. Yes. Freedom to choose, freedom to say no, freedom to, you know, um, rediscover the things that you love to do before you are things that you actually did not know you would love to do. And I think we have to look and see of what the possibilities are. What are the possibilities that are waiting for us now that we've left a situation? What can we create? What can we do to make our lives better? Um, you know, and I don't feel like you need to do it on, on your own. You never have to do it on your own. I think that's one of the things I had to learn is I, I felt like through my whole life, I had to fend for myself. And when anybody offered to help me or if I, you know, I, I was, I refused, I refused to help. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. I got this. Don't worry. I got this. And what happens, you go into burnout mode, you go into burnout mode, you start, and then that can create, you know, other um, emotions of depression and, and feeling like you're alone. You don't have to be alone. Well, and as you, you don't. Before- allow yourself that permission. And I, I like the analogy of if, if toddlers, when they were learning to walk the first time they fell down, even the second time they fell down, if they just gave up and they mm-hmm. crumbled the rest of their life, no, it, because that's really how it is. That fresh start again is learning who am I at this stage? What now that I'm not people pleasing and, and so hypervigilant and trying to keep the peace, what would I like to explore? Maybe, maybe this is a fail. Maybe it will be a win. Maybe this will be great. And who are some people who can support me in that and allow that allow don't judge yourself again, give yourself that permission and that allows to really. And we need to allow ourselves to be around other women and other people that have been in our situations. Um, I feel like one of the things that happens when you're in in a abusive relationship is you get isolated, Mm -hmm. right? And you, you don't have this, your circle of friends diminishes or they don't allow you to have those friends because they don't want them to see what's actually happening. And so, I mean, I've had quite a few uh, ladies that we've helped that have said, I don't have a support system. I don't have friends. I don't, you know, so there are support systems out there. There are ladies groups that are out there that, that you can actually become a part of, Um, or, you know, maybe you find different ways of connecting with other women. 
But I think that's a huge thing too, is, is creating that support system um, and, and being able to connect these women with like-minded women who can support each other and lift each other up. Now I say that with emphasis because, you know, sometimes when you're in the same situation as somebody else and you just want to sit there and say, Oh my God, he did this to me. Or, Oh my God, he did that to me. And then instead of being like, instead of someone who's going to be like, what, what are we going to do differently? Mm-hmm. What are the new things we can experience? You know, how can we be there for each other to lift each other up? There's nothing wrong with about, about talking about your situation, but I also feel like it is, it's, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for healing. It's an opportunity for uh, exploring. And, you know, I, I feel like this is where we, we lose sight. It's not just about finding resources and saying, okay, here's how you're going to provide for yourself financially. And now you're going to make it. There's more to it than just getting out of the situation. It, there's more to it. It's not about, you know, whether or not you're going to qualify for the subsidies. It's what are you going to do now for yourself too? How are you? Because when you feel better and you, and, and, you, and you can get up in the morning and you want to live life, you can achieve a lot more. <laughs> right? So I think we need to make sure that we have those support systems and that, um, that you want to wake up in the morning and you want to tackle your day and you want to slay it and you know, you want to, you want a different life. And I think we forget like it's not just about getting you out of the situation. It's also right. about how are you going to be able to handle the next steps in your life with confidence, as we had talked earlier, you know, with um, looking forward to the next day, you know, uh, and it's not to say you're going to get up every day and say, oh, it's going to be a perfect day because none of no, it's never never going to be a perfect world. Um, we're all going to have our ups and downs. I mean, I know I do. I still do, you know, but it's about that support system. I think we, we, we really need to focus on connection, connection with others and connection with other resources. And- are you looking for a community of other women like you who've either been through or are going through or would like to be able to support someone in those situations? We have an online support group that has no cost to attend. It's free for you to join us. And we really want to be a place where you will not feel alone. You will be able to make these connections that Madge and I are talking about. You will be able to find others who have been there or are there that are also looking for encouragement and support. You can share where you're at in your journey where you'd like to go and we all just work together to support each other from a very understanding and safe place these are online so you can join from the comfort and safety and of and privacy of wherever you want to join there is like i said no cost to attend and it's all online please watch for the link in our show notes this is done through meetup over zoom And you're more than welcome to check it out and join us, see what it's all about. And hopefully you will find connections with others who can help you through this. We look forward to getting to know you and connecting. Now let's get back to our conversation with Madge and find out more about what she does with Women on Wings 
and where you might be able to find the support that you need or to direct someone that you know who could benefit from this support. What I love about our nonprofit is that we don't just do it on our own. We actually work in a collaboration with a lot of other nonprofits and a lot of other organizations that we know we can say, hey, I've got this situation. How can we handle it? Can we refer them to you? Um, or they refer them to us because they know they can't, they don't know where they should refer them to. So I love the collaboration. For us, it's never been about how big are we going to get and, you know, um, we're going to, I'm just going to focus on how big I'm going to get. I don't, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused more on how can I help? How can I serve? And how can we make this a better place? And I, and I'm so proud of my team. I'm proud of our, our organization. Um, you know, we, we raise our funds on, we do two fundraisers a year and, and those fundraisers are what help us help these other women. Um, tomorrow night on March 22nd, we are having a, a clothing and perishable food item giveaway. Um, so we've collected a bunch of clothes for women and children and men. And um, we've gotten a lot of perishable food items donated. We also went out and purchased a lot of perishable food items. And we want people that are struggling, women that are struggling to come out, grab what they need, no questions asked, take what you need. You know, people are, people are struggling and we need to make sure that we are showing up in any way we can um, to show that support because we're such a society that shows a lot of shame and in, in asking or mm -hmm. in providing these, these resources because we, we, we tend to judge a lot. And so I think we need to learn to just come from a place of non-judgment and just open our arms to everybody and, and that really need that assistance. It's tough times out there right now. It's tough. I think another thing that it communicates to people when, they, when they're met with that kind of support and acknowledgement from your organization and the, and the others that you collaborate with or anybody they reach out to, it helps build that sense of their own personal worth that someone feels I am worthy of, you know, to hear, hear me, see me, support yeah. me, help me. I'm worthy of that. Wow. These people care about me and it helps then reinforce to, to care about themselves enough to seek the help or to get out even if they go back again, but to, to know that there is a community out there that cares and sees them as, as worthy. And it's amazing to see how many people have stepped forward. We do like, there are so many people in this and, and, you know, in our society that really do want to help. You know, we, we, we don't see a lot. We don't talk about all the kindness in the world today. But <laughs> there is a lot of kindness and there's a lot of people that have stepped up and stepped forward um, who have donated perishable food items, who have donated clothing, who are also, who are also donating their time. Um, you know, th those are the things that we don't talk enough about. And there is a lot of people out there and these people have, have had their own struggles and they want to give back. And so I think we really need to look at that too. And, and um, 
celebrate that because we don't celebrate enough of that. There's so many good people in this world. And I just feel like we need to really just come together and continue to spread the word. We cannot stop spreading the word. If we do, that's when we fall. And I feel like, you know, in doing your podcast, your divorce magazine is, is you know, what a great art of like magazine that is just with all the resources that you have in there. Um, you know, there's so many. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Just hold it. <laughs> but I, I just think it's such a great resource and we need to just keep speaking our voices. We need to keep screaming and yelling so that we can <laughs> still be, so we can be heard. I think there needs to be more done for um, women going through these situations, like on a, from a government level, I think there's just not enough being done. And I think we need to just continue to, to speak our truth and be that voice and continue to lobby to protect these women and their children. Um, because, you know, to know what the statistics are and how many women are, are, you know, die at the hand of their abusers is actually mortifying. So we need to stop it. We need to stop it. And, you know, doing this and doing everything else that we are doing, we're, we're heading in the right direction and we're not the only one. There's a lot of women out there that are, are doing what we are doing and it's us coming together as a community for these women to know that there is, there is life after this. There is hope there, there is, you know, you got to keep the faith and, you know, even if you just need to talk to someone, pick up the phone and call, pick up the phone and call. I want to give a shout out to men too, that are involved in this. I think that's very important that mm-hmm. are helping to make that change. And I heard a stat that is shocking that one in three women will, you know, in theory, one in three may experience cancer and one in three have experienced or are experiencing abuse. Now that, that means you reach out to two other people around you and the likelihood that, you know, we we're so much more open to discussing the cancer or being more compassionate and, you know, being supportive that way, but how many, it's shocking how many are, or have, or are healing from abuse. And if, if we reach out. That yeah. Way. You know, everywhere I go, I talk yeah. about, about this cause everywhere I go, everywhere I go, <laughs> like <laughs> even today, um, you know, a lot of people will say, what do you do? And, and I will tell them, this is what I do for work, but this is what I do. This is my mm-hmm. other job that I, you know, and but even today I had a lunch meeting and the lady that I was, I, that I was meeting, she actually, we got on the topic, I, we got personal. It was, it became a little bit more personal. And then she started telling me about how, when she left her husband and didn't realize that she was in an abusive relationship. And then that, of course, that opened up the topic of women on wing society. And I told her what I do and she's like, Oh, wow. And then so we, but it gives them that, that gateway to, to talk about it, right? Like, cause then they realize they're not alone. Yeah. They're not alone. That's the it biggest. is the sad thing is it's so common. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part is it's so common. And you actually are hearing more and more and more stories like this all the time. 
But the good thing about it is that you're actually hearing the stories that yes, women are actually starting to talk. And I don't know that the, yes, the prevalence may be more, it may be less, but the fact that we're hearing about it more is very important that that awareness and people are willing to start speaking about it. It's, it's going to, uh-huh. it's been uncomfortable. It was, it's not something I want to talk about. Now, as we wrap this up, I'd like you to please share the fundraisers that you have coming up this year and how we can get tickets and attend to, to support. So um, we uh, have an upcoming fundraiser on May 6th. Um, it is a high tea fundraiser. So we are uh, encouraging all women to put on their high tea dresses and little um, high tea hats and come out and join us. It's at, It's on May 6th from 12 to 4. We do have a keynote speaker and we have a lot of other things that we are got in the works that's going to make it a really uh, great afternoon. Um, great thing to, it's it's the week before Mother's Day, so um, <laughs> maybe celebrate Mother's Day early. But uh, it's, it's, it's all for a great cause and it's out on a beautiful acreage out in the country, just uh, at Four, Sister Far- Four Sisters Farm. Um, and we are super, super excited about it. I I believe that, you know, it's going to be a great event and our keynote speaker who we have coming is absolutely inspiring, inspiring. She is one phenomenal woman. And then we also, and you can get your tickets at um, womenonwings.ca or you can go to Eventbrite and find us on Eventbrite on uh, under Women on Wing Society. I'll share, Our next I'll share all the links in the show notes as well for people so they can have easy. Thank you. And then our next fundraiser is in October. Now, if you didn't come to the last masquerade ball that we had, the gala that we had last October, I was there. You don't want to. Awesome. <laughs> you don't want to miss this one. And the venue is amazing. We were having it at the bowl building again at the, on the 54th floor, we have a live band, um, a magician. We have a few other things in the works. I don't want to spill all the beans because <laughs> I want to keep some things that are, um, t- surprising. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a catered event. Um, it was such an amazing event last year and we are so looking forward to this year's um, Masquerade uh, Gala fundraiser on October 14th. Um, and it's, it's an evening to come and put on your, your high heels, your, your, your suit and put on a, a beautiful gown or a cocktail dress and come out and join us. And for all for a good cause, everything we raise goes right back into the community um, I'm actually super excited this year for our, our masquerade gala. I am like pumped. I'm over, I'm already starting to, I'm already planning it and I've already booked the band. I've, I've done a lot of the things for it already. So, but those are our two big fundraisers that we have. We also do a um, Christmas drive at Christmas time where we, uh, last year, we, the last Christmas we, we sponsored, I believe it was 13 families and every family had um their children all got what they wanted for christmas for toys um and all families got grocery gift cards to make sure that they would be able to put food on the table over christmas break and every family got a turkey and um and 
all the moms got something too, something special too. So we do, we want to make sure that all these families, especially the children, that they're taken care of. And that's, I think, where my heart really, it just, it's for the kids. And I, I am so grateful. Like I raised my kids on my own and I have the most beautiful four amazing adults now. Um, and I just think, you know, we got to remember that we got to take care of the next generation and they deserve a chance too. And so when you give yourself that chance, you're giving your children a chance too. So I think it's important that we realize that you're not only creating a new life for yourself, you're creating a new life for your children. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you, Madge. I appreciate your time today, what you're doing in the world to make a difference and support others, you and your team, and all that you, who you collaborate with. It's been really exciting already to get to know you more and see what you are doing. And I look forward to just being supportive and involved in everything I, you're doing in the future. I'm, I'm grateful for you, Dina. Uh, I'm so grateful that we met. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. And, and I love what you're doing. And I love that you're also being that voice for a lot of a lot of women out there. Thank you. And um, I, I am working on my story for your book, too. Perfect. <laughs> I was just going to reiterate that invitation. I will include that link in the show notes as well. So I am collecting stories for a book hoping hell. We can also include portions of these in a blog and videos and whatever people are willing to share. So I will have all of this information, how you can get a hold of Madge, how you can support her, get tickets to the events and fundraisers. And again, thank you very much, Madge. Thank you, Dina. Being here. And, and I look forward to having you again and featuring some of the members of your team as well in future. Actually, yeah, we, we were talking about that. I, I think, you know, I, we were talking about that on the weekend that we want to, I, I think it would be good if we had them all on. Mm -hmm. So Fantastic. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tiana. You have a great you. evening. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.